What's good, everybody, man? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Back Row Redskins Show. On today's show, I got two of my very good friends coming on the show to talk some Washington football. This is the Chargers versus Washington pregame show. So without further ado, let me introduce my first guest. This is the human encyclopedia, Phil, <laughs> from the Washington Football Addict Podcast. You guys make sure you guys subscribe to that podcast uh, great, great guy. Great, great pod. Um, next coming to the stage is Corey, the Sanchez, my mentor uh, on the warpath. This guy has shown me everything he knows. As you guys can see, I can't get my green screen to work quite as his, but I'll get there. I'll get there slowly but surely. You know, my mentor says he's going to do Washington football field background. I go and copy the same. So, you know, in business, it's called modeling. So I'm modeling after the best, one of the uh, top guys on YouTube. Welcome to the show, fellas. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing yeah, good. Man. Up late on a Wednesday, ready for the season to start tomorrow. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, awesome. Can taste man. it. <laughs> hey, so we're going to talk some football. But before I get into some football, you guys have to bear with me. I'm doing an auction draft right now. I don't know why this draft is still going on since 6 o'clock today. It's been going on for three hours. Yeah, it's pretty crazy right now. But let's dive into some news and notes. So, Benjamin St. Juice, today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Benjamin St. Juice, the third-round pick that we drafted. Another gem, I believe, that he will be. Uh, he just turned 24 years old today. Curtis Samuel. Walked off the field today after running a route. He hobbled off the field, went straight to the trainers. So that's not good. His availability for that Chargers game is questionable right now. My, I probably think that he's not going to play, but we're going to get into Curtis Samuel. Next on the list, Jimmy Moreland has been claimed by the Houston Texans. Immediately after they claimed him, they traded Roby to the Saints. So it seems like the tank is in full session right now. Moving on to the next uh, 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 news Washington football have selected as captains. You got Fitzpatrick, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Sheriff, Logan Thomas, John Bostic. Oh, Lord have mercy, and DeShazer Everett. Moving on, we have Clinton Portis. He faces prison time after pleading guilty for the NFL players' health care fraud case. So, wish him the best. Um, yeah, so people's. Try to do the right thing because um, you can end up in jail. Ooh, the sheriff going to get you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, I don't know, on, Captain. I don't know. <laughs> moving on, this bit of a news right here. John Toth, is it Tooth or Toth? However you say his name. Toth, this guy, yeah, he keeps getting cut, man. Back and forth, back and forth. He gets cut. They bring him back. He gets cut. They bring him back. It's pretty crazy. Uh, he got released once again, and the team is bringing a offensive lineman. Evan, I cannot pronounce his last name. You guys can check that out. I'll call him Evan K. Uh, he also played at Buffalo with Jarrett Patterson. So I like to see the team continue to add offensive linemen. Uh, last but not least, next on the list, you have um, the Washington football team has protected four players for this game. And the players are Jordan, another Jordan K. I can't pronounce his last name. Jared Norris, Wes Martin, and Daniel Wise. So those are the news and notes. Let's go ahead and dive into the show. So, guys, football will be here this weekend. 
really starts tomorrow. We're going to enjoy the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they beat down the Dallas Cowboys. Any thoughts on that game, fellas? You want to find a way for me to root for Tom Brady? Have him play the Cowboys. <laughs> I said the same thing, Phil. <laughs> I was like, but, you know, something about this just stinks on this game. I, I don't know if Dallas is going to make it competitive for a little bit. It's going to make you wonder um, what's going on here. But I, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, Tampa is going to pull pull this one out. I think it may be closer than what people are thinking. But um, I, I definitely I think it's going to be a Tampa Bay victory. Nice, nice. Tampa Bay by 10. That, that's what I'm calling. Tampa by 10. Tampa by 10. Yeah. Um, I definitely see that. Uh, Dak Prescott, I don't think he's, you know, going to be ready. He's going to be kind of hobbling. And then I think one of their left tackles or right tackles is not going to be able to play. So, hey, um, after week one, we could be looking at the Washington football team as the number one team in the NFC East. So I am looking forward to that. We already so, are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, man, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on the 53-man roster. Look, it was some surprises. Dax no. made it. Jimmy well, Moore yeah, that would, be, that would be the surprise. The surprise was that after we cut Kelvin Harmon, which mm-hmm. I, I was kind of mad about, <laughs> um, after we cut Kelvin Harmon, I was like, great. AGG is going to make this roster again. Right. He's going to give you one catch for three yards again. Right. And then he got cut, dropped to the practice squad, and we keep Dax Milne on the roster. And I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. I knew on? the kid was on the bubble. Right. But I just didn't think he – I just I just thought that he would be the practice squad guy. Right. Not AGG. But – I like that they went with the guy who performed better in the preseason, the guy who performed better in camp, as opposed to the guy who has all the measurables but none of the production. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other surprise is that they're putting out a base 4-3 defense with Bostic mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought that the, the roster would be a base 4-2-5, and I think it really will be in the end. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see, you know, Cam Curl and Landon Collins on the field as, you know, one of them playing like a Buffalo nickel, the other one playing a pure strong safety. Right. I think you're going to see more of that than anything as a base set. Okay. I like that. And, um, yeah, that Buffalo nickel is going to be very vital. Uh, I'm really intrigued to see what that actually looks like, you know, on the field. Um, I figured that there was going to be a way to get Landon Collins and Cameron Curl out there on the field together. I know the last time that Corey was on the show, he was pretty much pissed off at Landon Collins. Corey, has your take on Landon Collins changed or still the same? I, I think it, it's still um, – it, it's been impressed, but I don't think it's changed. The dude's a walking linebacker. We, you said I said that on here last time, and when you put him in this Buffalo nickel, he's pretty much going to be your third linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you look at the linebacking uh, where, where they kept four 
originally, and then you add David Mayo on there. This is the pure definition of position flex that Ron's been talking about uh, forever, it seems like now, but he, he was talking about it in the fall. So, I mean, excuse me, in the spring. Mm-hmm. I mean, you bring Landon Collins down. You keep Shaka Tony on the roster, bring him up mm-hmm. on some plays as a linebacker. So, yep. um, like I said, at the end of the day, um, have I been impressed by Landon Collins? Yes. Has my opinions changed of him? No. Uh, because at the end of the day, the dude's a box safety. And uh, that's what he's going to be. That's what he's going to live as. That's what he's going to get paid as. That's what he's going to die as. Hey, I respect it, man. Hassan Moore, welcome to the show. Appreciate you joining the stream. Yeah, man, I think that Landon Collins has a big season this year. Then it gives us an opportunity to figure out, hey, are we going to trade this guy? Are we going to bring him back? Because if he plays really, really well, I'm not saying he's going to be a pro bowler or an all-pro level player this year. But if he does ball out, we have a decision to make. Obviously, we want to resign a lot of our players. You know, you're talking Sheriff. You're talking Terry. You're talking uh, Payne. So we got guys to pay. And Landon Collins, even if he balls out, is still expendable, being that we're so deep at that safety position. Phil, what is your take on this safety position? I think what I like about the safety position is that we have so much flexibility at the at the safety position mm-hmm. in terms of you have Cam that can play free or strong. You have the Shazer Ever who can play free or strong. Derek Forrest, I like him as a free. I think he roams really well, but apparently he can play strong safety as well. So I think you're going to see a lot of guys being flipped into positions mm-hmm. in very situation-specific uh, types of sets. Right. But in the end, I, I think it's going to be the Cam and Landon show, which, you know, mm-hmm. at, at that dual strong safety. Or you might even see if they go to a four defensive back set, you know, you might see Cam at free instead of Bobby McCain. Bobby McCain right now is apparently slotted to be the starter, right. uh, which I was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm just because of how much competition there was. But then again, you know, all my Dolphins friends, Dolphins fan friends were sad to see McCain go. So mm-hmm. he must be, he must have been impressive to somebody. Right. So my whole thing with McCain is he's better than any free safety that we've had in the past. I don't know how many years it was a need. It's one of those things where, even bringing in a Fitzpatrick, which Corey is not really a fan of. A lot of us aren't fans of Fitzpatrick, but he is better than what we've had. So it's not necessarily like, oh, this player is just so amazing or this player is so good. The real thing is this player is so much better than what we've had. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I look at it. And um, no, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens when the season starts. I got a question for you guys. This one, this is not on the show notes. If there is a player to have a good season this year, who would that player be? And I'm going to start with Phil. I think a lot of players are going to have a good season. Are you looking for like that we that we're not expecting? Yes. Like a surprise player that's going to come in, ball out, and take their game to a whole new level. Like we're going to be looking at that player like, oh my gosh. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So who is that player? Um, I'm going. I'm going to say that I'm going to throw out a curveball at you, John Bates. Mm. I think that that, like that. that dude like is that. such a sleeper pick. 
you know, he's a guy who does what you want him to do, mm-hmm. but he can do anything from tight end. Right. You know, Logan Thomas is a pure receiver, and he's gotten a lot better as a blocker. Mm-hmm. I watched that progress as the season went on uh, last year. But Bates is a natural tight end. He can block. He That's what they asked him to do. Mm-hmm. He didn't catch a lot of balls out there at Boise State, not because he can't, but that's because that's what the system was out there. Right. And I think that, you know, if Bates can get, you know, get into those two tight end sets, oh, my God, can we get some two tight end sets, please? <laughs> you know, you'll see him go out there and catch 30, 40 balls in, in key third down situations and be that safety valve, that second safety valve, right. along with Logan. And, you know, look, ask that guy Gusecki down in uh, Miami how much mm-hmm. uh, he loved Ryan Fitzpatrick because right. as much as Fitz likes to bomb down the mm-hmm. field, he knows how to hit that guy underneath. So oh. I think Bates can do it. Awesome. Like, okay, Corey, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. With Fitzpatrick, like we, we, we know his history with the wide receivers that like the 50-50 ball, right? We know his history with tight ends. Do you think that Fitzpatrick can have an impact this year throwing a ball to guys like McKissick, uh, uh, Gibson, and even Patterson? Do you see a connection with Fitz and the running backs? That's something I have never really seen out of Fitz over the years. Yeah, and this is be the first time you ever hear me say this, so you might want to cut this out. In defense of Ryan Fitzpatrick, outside of Jacecki, who Phil just named, name me a tight end he's had that has been viable. I'll wait. Okay. Um, so I I don't lay that total. I don't lay that total burden on him, but I don't see how you don't get somebody like JD McKissick involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm. He he's a better catcher of the ball than he is a runner of a football. Right. Because right. he was originally a wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. He was our uh, best slot receiver last exactly, year. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I mean, legitimately, they had to pass the ball against Pittsburgh for him to get involved in somewhat a of a mm-hmm. running game when right. uh Gibson went down. So right. that that's that's where his strength is. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Scott will develop plays and scheme them up for that purpose. Right. Um but I don't think it's ever really been a a question of him like taking advantage of those uh running backs which mm-hmm. I, I think it, it's forcing it's right. forcing plays that aren't there. That's with um you know, with Fitzpatrick. So I, I think he will get, he will find what's given to him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, dear God, I hope so. If not, we're screwed. Um, but he's going to find what's given to him. So I think I can see him utilizing for two former wide receivers and then a do everything back in Patterson to, um, to end the pass game. I, I just don't see how you don't do that. Right, right. Especially yeah, think- because if, if you pay attention in, in training camp mm-hmm. and in the preseason, there was a lot of splitting what running backs wide. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about they would have two backs in the game, one splits wide, one stays in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the same guy every time. And I think Scott Turner knows that he's he can he's got all these do-it-all type weapons that he can play with. And I think you're gonna see a lot of that because you don't show much in the preseason. Right. Mm-hmm. But we showed that, which means that there's a lot more where that comes from. Absolutely. I mean, that's all facts. And I, look, I'm excited for that for, for that running back group because you have three guys who can do multiple things. 
you don't know if it's going to be a running play or a passing play when these three guys come in. These are three guys that are going to be expected to catch the ball this year. So I'm excited for that because when we saw Peyton Barber, we, I mean, we threw the ball to him every now and again, but it's like everybody was like, nah, come on, man. We know he's not here to catch the ball. So when you have person, just like when we had Jeremy Sprinkle, that's one of mm. Corey's favorite guys. When you saw him, <laughs> you knew that it was going to be a running play. Right, Corey? But <laughs> when you have the Titans that we have now, I mean, obviously you're going to see Bates in the in that passing game, even though he's a good blocker. Simmons Reyes, they say that, hey, he's one of the most physical blockers on the team. And I love that he made the team. But guess what? He's going to work his way. Just because he's physical, he's probably the most athletic tight end that we have. I mean, former basketball player, he can leap, he's fast, he's strong. So I just love that Ron Rivera preaches uh, uh, position flex and versatility because that's something that we're going to continue to use over and over and over again. So I am excited for that. So when we get into this matchup, what do you think our strengths are? I'm going to start with Phil, then I'm going to go to Corey. What is the strength of this team? The defense. Uh, <laughs> actually, I, will, I, 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 I say that like it's so obvious, but I think that our offense is on paper. Obviously, we haven't seen too much of it yet, mm-hmm. but on paper, our offense has improved, improved significantly mm-hmm. because the young guys are coming up. We brought in some talent, but the defense is really mostly homegrown. Right. Um, I think the defense is still ahead of the offense, but not the gap that we saw last year. Um, I think our ability to – I think we have an ability to control the clock now. Yep. And I think that's going to be our strength because the less our defense is on the field, the better. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's just going to allow them to do what they want to do, a command the game. So I think our ability to control the clock – has improved significantly, and I think that's going to be our strength, not just in the offense holding the ball, but the defense getting other teams off the field. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be our strength. Now, now follow-up question for you. You say that the running game is going to be our strength. Do you trust Patterson running through the middle? Do you trust him as a guy that can get you a third and one or a fourth and one? I have no reason not to. I haven't seen anything that makes me say he can't. I respect it. I mean, he, I he, he is I the reason why Peyton Barber is no longer on this team. Yep. Facts. Facts. And I see him as a backup, not only to J.D. McKissick, but also to Antonio Gibson. And um, I was listening to the podcast, uh, the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. I believe that's the name with uh, Jalen. Is it right, Corey? Yep. Yes, I know you guys know each other from camp. Yeah. Yep. So, he was talking to um, Patterson, and Patterson was talking about how his game mirrors a Ray Rice or even mm-hmm. a Maurice Jones-Drew, and that's something that I've always said. And for him to say it with his own mouth, that was like, you know what? Wow. Because when you have a unique blend of you know, speed and size, yeah, he's short, but he's also strong. So, Corey, what – are the strengths of this team or the main strength of this team that we need to, you know, really focus on come Sunday? I think uh, uh, main outside of defense because defense is an easy yeah. answer. Yeah. Oh no, I, I'm gonna give you one, and it's way out in left field. I think our return game, okay, 
is a strength with DeAndre. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. I'm saying with the fact that you bring in somebody like DeAndre Carter, where, you know, I, I think he doesn't <laughs> clean up that if he cleans up his fumbling act, uh, Ron and them kept seven wide receivers and pre- pretty mm-hmm. much kept a, an exclusive returner on there. And, you know, I, I saw right. at um, training camp the, the fact that this guy, anytime Dax, he struggled on the gun. Steve Sims struggled on the gun when they were fielding punts. DeAndre Carter, boom, boom, boom. They just came to him. So if you got somebody that's not going to put you in a hole but gives your offense – good starting position, yeah. especially with your quarterback like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's still learning this system. Let's not, you know, he might right. have seen everything in their mama twice, but uh, this is still a new system at the end of the day <laughs> that gives him an opportunity to learn this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then even kind of echoing what you guys said, I think the running backs um, are, but the wide receivers are an underrated strength. I think uh, that your top mm-hmm. Three guys uh, outside of uh, the future Paul Richardson, I think these guys can do, will be able to do some things. Um, I, I, I saw that look, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, Kurt, Curtis, Samuels, Curtis Samuels majoring in um, uh, uh, st- money stealing studies from Paul, Paul Richardson University over there. <laughs> <laughs> easy oh, now. No, no. We haven't even had, we haven't had one game yet. Go easy now. I, I'm like John Walker. I don't care about who's not on the field. I care about who's on the field. He's not on the field. So, but you know what? You know what's nice is that we have depth. We yeah, have yeah. depth because yeah. Deami Brown can step right into that mm-hmm. spot and do a lot of things. Especially because Curtis Samuel was going to play out wide. Mm-hmm. Adam Humphreys is a slot receiver. So all you do is replacing Curtis Samuel with Deami Brown. Yep. Really, I mean, if, if you want to stretch that field, that's your guy. Mm-hmm. And that's right. going to open up Terry on coming across the middle at 12, 15 yards every time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so with Curtis Samuel coming here, there's, a, there's been a lot of fans, a lot of chatter saying, oh, this is a he's a bust. How can a free agent signing be a bust? But, uh, you know, I've been hearing, oh, he's a bust. He's a wasted, you know, fans, man. We just want instant gratification. We want instant success. So with Curtis Samuel, my take is let that man sit. Let him sit until he's 100% ready because with an injury like that, I think it's hamstring or lower leg. Groin, yeah. Yeah, groin. Yeah, oh, yeah. Those those take a while. You know, those take a while. And I'm okay with him missing three weeks to be fully healthy. And then yes. come in yes. when you're fully healthy, and then we go ahead and then we attack this thing. You give, me, you give me 14 solid games, I'm happy. Right. Exactly. So, Corey, are you worried about Curtis Samuel? Or you just say, hey, we got enough depth or – you're like, hey, he's gonna be fine. Like, what is your take on Curtis Samuel as of today? How much you pay the man? How much did he pay? Was he <laughs> he he's your top? He was your top uh, offensive free agent, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Come on, now. Yeah, yeah. Because of the yeah. money, the value, yeah, of him. Like, I, I get that uh, he he's got some injuries, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I, I want to be healthy. But right. this is you're off to a bad start already. You have not you weren't in OTAs, <laughs> right? Right. You weren't in any 
<laughs> of training camp. We didn't even see Curtis Samuel. Right. And now we're talking about, and Ron was talking about, well, if this is the start of the season, he would be <laughs> able to go. And that, Bull crap. Don't spit in the macaroni and call it cheese, y'all. That's exactly what he was trying to sell us. I mean, come on now. Like I, like I said, I maybe sound a little harsh on him, and I said this. Uh, I said this two weeks ago mm-hmm. that I felt very Paul Richardson vibes. Now I, I'm seeing it left and right, kind of like what I said with I, I. I was talking about Aaron Rodgers a week before people started saying he needs to come to Washington. I'm like, now here I am with Paul Richardson. I'm like, right, and, and Curtis Samuel. So I want him to succeed. I hope I'm wrong. But I mean, y'all, we are not off to a good start with this. And what's the last like wide receiver not named Pierre Garcon that we've brought in here that has made a a, a significant impact right. on this team? Yeah, yeah. Even before, even before Pierre. Mm-hmm. Well, man, before Pierre. Ooh. Come on, Deshaun man. Jackson. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Maybe Santana Moss. Well, no, the, um, um, yeah, Santana Moss was a trade, Manny. Oh, yeah, yeah, they tra- yeah. yeah. They traded La- Lavernius Coles back to the Jets for that. But so I would I guess- say Lavernius Coles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lavernius Coles was a free agent, right? Yep. So, hey, that's a long time ago. That's so long ago that I can't even remember, to be honest. Like, you know, with, with wide receivers, we started out as a team that couldn't draft them, right? We couldn't draft them. Then a team that can't sign them. <laughs> you know, and I think that Curtis Samuel is going to be okay. It's a little scary right now because you don't know what's to come. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what's to come, but um, I think he's going to be fine. My whole thing is just let him get fully healthy. Now, we talk about the strengths of the football team and what we need to do to, you know, win the game come Sunday. But we do have some weaknesses. We do have some gaping holes. Okay. For me, one of the weaknesses that if I had to pick one, I would say the left tackle position. I would say that's maybe the position that worries me just a little bit. If you're looking at the full line, right? The right side is right side looks solid. Okay. We don't know. We don't know what Jay Leno is. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. So I have Phil, who's the offensive line guy here. Probably a horrible take, but I want to have you talk about that. Put some respect on Charles Leno's name, first of all. Educate me, man. Charles Leno. I know who he is, but educate me. I know, but you call him Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Charles Leno is actually a solid starter in this league. Um, He he he, he was – is he a pro Bowl player year in, year out? No. Mm -hmm. Is he a guy who is an upgrade over Cornelius Lucas? Yes, I would say that. And Cornelius Lucas played pretty well for us last year, uh, all things considered. Mm-hmm. And yet I do believe that Charles Leno is an upgrade over him. Um, such an upgrade that he actually took that left tackle spot. I thought that was going to go to Cosme. Mm-hmm. And then they moved Cosme to the right side. Right. Who unseated Morgan Moses, who's been there forever. Yep. Um. I love Cosby, by the way. Watching him play is, is as an offensive line guy. I love watching that dude play mm-hmm. because he's super athletic and he's got a mean streak, and I like that. Charles Leno is solid. He's got a bit of a mean streak when he plays too. You know, he's not a real finesse guy. Mm-hmm. 
You know, he's a strong dude who will manhandle you, and he's smart because he's a veteran. Right. He's got all those little veteran tricks. You know, is he? I can't compare him to the great left tackles we've had because we've that. That's one thing about this franchise too that we've done really well. Mm-hmm. We've had a series of great left tackles. You go, you can go all the way back to Joe Jacoby. They got right. Jim Lachey. Yeah, yeah. Then you had Chris Samuels. Then you had Trent Williams. I've just covered four decades. So let's temper expectations just a little bit. If you're expecting that level of play, not going to get that. If you mm-hmm. take it down one notch and only one, mm-hmm. you get a Charles Leno. And I think oh, wow. that's fine. I think that's fine. He's he's more than good enough to do well for us. Hey, well, that's solid. I mean, I didn't think that – on the outside he's looking at I'm thinking – I'm thinking research about Cornelius Lucas and Leno are about the same. That's what I'm thinking. But if you're telling me that it's a major upgrade, hey, okay, I can relax a little bit. I can relax yeah. a little bit. I can breathe fine. I can, you know, inhale, exhale. Corey, talk to me about, first of all, my take. You know, might have been a crazy take. Um, the reason why I'm not worried about the right side, you have Sheriff there to help. Cosme and Cosme has super exceeded my expectations already. You know, Cosme <laughs> Cosme was supposed to, you know, start at the left tackle position, but I, I felt like you know what, it's good to ease him on in. Corey, talk to me, man. I know that Charles Leno's your cousin. I apologize for what I said. Dev, you know? what up? <laughs> yeah, what's good, man? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. Um, talk to us, Corey. There's Educate no probably. Me. There is no probably. There is no maybe to that. That is absolutely the craziest thing I have ever heard you say. Okay. Um, I think that is deplorable. The fact that this man hasn't missed a game in what, like six years. He constantly shows up. Um, he, he Cornelius Lucas was backing him up mm-hmm. in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I. I Charles Leno is going to be fine and kind of echoing what Phil said. This guy, he's not going to be, he's not the best. He's not the worst. Mm -hmm. He's good. He's good enough to get you to where you need to go. That's why I'm not. And then you've got Eric flowers on there who got paid because of how he played at left, uh, left guard. And you bring him back. I'm more worried about the right side because one thing, and you bring up, you bring up Brandon Sheriff. Mm Mm-hmm. Old FedEx truck. Why do I call him FedEx truck? Because he backs up to the factory like he backed up to that All Pro award. The only reason why he got that All Pro award is the fact that he he was the only playoff player really worth a darn in mm-hmm. getting the award. Zach Martin, Martin outplayed him, was outgraded higher than him, but he was playing in different spots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that I mean that worries me is. When he's gone, when he's not there, when he gets hurt, it's no if, it's when mm-hmm. he gets hurt. What's who's Cosby gonna rely on? Well, Eric Flowers, right? Eric, hey, we got Eric Flowers, Eric Schweitzer, Flowers so. will slide to the left, mm-hmm. and Wes Schweitzer, who's another dude I really like, yep. will slide right. slide in on the right on the left mm-hmm. guard. And right. I'm sorry, Flowers will slide to the right. Okay, right. Flowers and, to and, the right. Okay, right, and and that's why mm-hmm. I guess. I guess what I'm asking, well, really what I'm saying mm-hmm. is if, hey, if we feel that hey, Lucas and, and Leno are more than enough, hey, I'm look, I'm all in. I'm all in. Um, for some reason, I'm just not worried about that right side. I know, you know, it's young. And then not only that, who's backing up Cosme? 
That's another question. Is it uh, uh, um, Lucas is a swing tackle. He can play both. Yeah. Uh Okay. 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 So, hey, like I said, I don't know much about. But they got Sadiq Charles packing them up on the on the depth chart. Sadiq. Sadiq. I don't know. I don't know about Sadiq on you know playing tackle. Sadiq too. Yeah. As a guard, cool. I'll rock with you. As a tackle, I don't know. But if what you guys are telling me is true. Then guess what, man? I feel good about the whole left side. I feel good about the whole situation. I think we have a very good offensive line as a, as a whole, as a unit. But I still feel that hey, if if they say hey, we need to attack this offensive line in one area, I still think it could be that left side. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a spectator. I'm going to be watching the games. I'm going to be you know, like I said, I'm not an offensive line guy. Um, I don't really pay attention to the offensive line, but I will definitely, definitely be looking at that this season. So, Corey, what is a weakness that you feel that teams can exploit or even the Chargers can exploit versus the football team come Sunday? Like, Any areas of concern? Any areas of weakness? It's the main off. It's the main concern. It's number 14. It's the quarterback. <laughs> it legitimately is the quarterback. The fact that we have people out here that are saying, like, this guy, he's on his best team yet. He's given us 16 years of turd sandwiches. Mm-hmm. He's given us 16 years of turd sandwiches. And we, we're sitting here like, oh, he's going to clean up. Oh, he's going to act right after all this time. Like, what are we doing? Like, like honestly, people are going to sit here. The gung-ho, because there, there's like three degrees of people with Ryan Fitzpatrick's family, they're the gung ho people who are going to turn on him once he throws a pick. It's the the middle of the road people who are like, oh, you know, I don't know, but hey, he's my quarterback. And the people that flat out hate him, I like to say I'm in the that middle tier tier because I don't really hate him, I just don't like him. But I, he's my quarterback, so I'm just like, uh. but I'm gonna sit here and when people are like, oh my gosh, why did he make that throw? We've seen it. We've seen it for 16 years. This man started when I was a freshman in high school. I'll be 31 in November. Come on now, kids. That's how long he's been playing. Like, I mean, it, it, the man's never been on never been on a winning team, not even as a mm-hmm. backup. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know, he doesn't know how to win. Correction. The Jets team was a winning team. He, I, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Play. Yeah. He doesn't know how to get to the playoffs because gotcha. he goes to Buffalo and chokes. Okay, sorry. Gotcha. I forgive gotcha. me for that one, sir. I, I apologize. But uh, <laughs> come on, man. The man don't know how to win look, for the most look, part. He look, let me, let me, let me say this. I was Go the ahead. guy who came out on the very first Addicts Pod after we signed Fitzpatrick, and I said, if you want a thirty-eight-year-old guy with a beard to play quarterback and throw interceptions, I'll take half his money. <laughs> but and look, I, I can say the same thing. When Fitzpatrick started his first game in the league, my son was about two months old. Mm-hmm. He is now going to turn sixteen in eight days. If that tells you anything. It also yeah. tells you I'm an old old head. <laughs> but <laughs> the thing I will say about Fitzpatrick is that unlike one-legged Jesus last year. <laughs> um, he gives you a chance to – you feel like you're never out of it. Like, yeah, okay, 
Alex Smith played got brought back from behind only to lose in two games, and one of those was his fault. Mm-hmm. Brought us back against the Giants and then immediately threw three picks, one of them to a re- receiver, well, <laughs> McKissick, who was already falling down when he started to throw the ball. Right. I never thought that much of Alex Smith. I didn't like the trade. I didn't think he was Same. anything dynamic. Same. With Fitzpatrick, you get a lot of that same seasoning and veteran stuff that that uh, Alex has, but somebody who is willing to take that risk, and mm-hmm. that risk will hurt at times. Thank you. But that risk will also pay off at times. Mm-hmm. And we are so conditioned to play it, play it safe. Look, I liked Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins was a high percentage guy for the most part. Did not take a lot of risks. He trusted the process. Fitzpatrick will roll out and say, F your process. I could throw this ball 60 yards downfield. Right. We haven't had that in a while. And I think mm-hmm. that some fans are going to be going to take a while to get used to that concept mm-hmm. of having that. Right. So, uh, somebody's going to just say, I'm just going to, I'm just going to air this out because I got my guy down there and I trust my receiver. We haven't had that. Right. So we have to kind of recondition our minds to the idea that, you know, that, um, thank you, Beast. But uh, <laughs> we have to recondition our minds a little bit on that. And I think that what you saw, that that stat people throw up of Fitzpatrick's last 16 starts, 4,400 yards, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. If he plays a full season this year, I can see a very similar stat line. And you know what? 13 interceptions is a little bit more than usual mm-hmm. in the modern NFL. I will grant you that. But mm-hmm. When was the last time we had a quarterback throw 27 touchdowns in a season? Mm-hmm. When was the last uh, time we had a quarterback throw hey, oh. 4,500 yards? Hey, let me let, – I, and I, I, I hear where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, 27 touchdowns doesn't win you games. You can throw Here does the 16 we got in, in hey, 16 they, games where, from, where, where uh, from Alex Smith. Where? Where did they end up at though last year? They end up in the playoffs, right? With the 16 Barely. touchdowns for but they ended up there. That's what I'm saying. We are legally blind. In, in spite of all it down. In spite in of spite, hey, in spite of you did enough to get there. Well, I, let's do I, more I, and go further. I get what you I and I get what you're saying, Phil, but you're talking about you're making Brian Fitzpatrick sound like Brett Favre, though. That's what no. it's he has like. a similar He's game. He's he not as good, but he has a similar game. Right. And we we haven't had that. He do, I know I, I know we haven't had that, but we're sitting here like this is a guy who's gonna lead uh we even when his gunslinger mentality, he's going to lead us to the promised land or he's going to lead us to victories because he takes risks. Throughout his career, he's taken risks. And nine times out of ten, excuse me, seven times out of ten, they fall. he falls flat on his face because either he gets outperformed by somebody eating W's, right? <laughs> How many people has he been benched in favor of? Because how many times is it, okay, how many times has it worked out for them when they benched? It seemed like it, it seemed like it was working out this year for uh Miami, right? What they were 10 and 6 last year. What it was working yeah. out. He's the reason they why they were 10 and 6. He was the reason why they did part of that off. reason. Tua <laughs> is trash, dude. I'm not saying Tua is Fitzpatrick. And Fitzpatrick actually told Miami, you probably should play this guy since he's gonna be your future. He volunteered to be benched to give the rookie some reps. 
I get that. But like I said, it, but he's it, not I, doing that here. Don't 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 anybody get the idea that he's going to turn saying. to Ron Rivera and Scott Turner and say, <laughs> "Yeah, put that kid Heineke in." Oh, yo, what that kid ain't Heineke, What kid Heineke? The man's damn near thirty. Come on now, yeah, he's I, not a kid. <laughs> like I said, you got you got to do a whole lot. Of, you got to wake up early in the morning and sell me on this cat. Like you just don't change. Corey, after, I was starting to learn my multiplication tables when you were born. I can I'll call you kid. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but no, you, you but do you see where my concern is? Like, yeah, like absolutely. I'm not I, I I don't have a problem with watching a quarterback go out there and gunsling it and, and put up 400 yards of ball game, which I don't think we need. I think we just need folks on running the ball, especially with these two tight end sets, right? But nothing that Ryan has done over his career Mm-hmm. Has proven to me that this guy, no matter how risky and everything he does, he may look sexy at times, but there's no bottom line. He's a toothless hooker. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> okay, Corey. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Lord have mercy. Sorry, hey, you hey, hey. You too, please. Coming in feels kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This is like, you know, hey, oh, she looks good. Oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. She. Dentures pop, popped out. No value. <laughs> well, Sorry. here's my whole take. Here's my whole take. My whole take with Fitzpatrick is Fitzpatrick is better than what we had last year. Nobody is bringing in Fitzpatrick here to be a superhero. And if you're depending on Fitzpatrick to be your knight in shining armor, that's not who he is. If nope. you're looking for Fitzpatrick to be Aaron Rodgers, that's not who he is. But what he will give you is hope. I'm not saying that that hope wins you games or loses you game. When okay, you're looking at me crazy. You look at the game last year. Look at games last year. When we're losing, what does Alex Smith do? Historically, thank you, thank you. Thank you. So for me, for me, all I need is just a little bit of hope. We need enough, just like you say, Leno is enough. Fitzpatrick is enough compared to what we had last year, based off of who was available, based off of how much money we had. He is enough. We don't need him to come here and carry the team. We just need him to make enough plays. And you're going to see it this year with Terry. You're going to see it this year with De'Ami Brown. He gives you another element. You know, if he can limit those turnovers, guess what? Okay, i put it like this. Last year, if Alex Smith played in that game versus the Bucks, we don't win. We don't even have a chance. Like, it wouldn't even have been close. Thank God that Taylor Heineke came in and showed us what competent quarterback play looks like. If I you think, replace yeah. Heineke with Fitz, even in that game, he still gives you a chance to win. All I'm saying is we have improved by a major margin from what we had last year to Fitz. That's my take on the quarterback position. Yeah, absolutely right. You know, look, I don't think – and me says it. With, with our defense, we need average quarterback play. We had the worst quarterback play in the league last year. The worst. And we won a division that was terrible despite that. This year, you don't want to back your way into an NFC's title. You want to win it. You want double-digit wins. That should be the goal. And that's actually with with Fitzpatrick, even though I don't – I mean, look, I was all in on Matt Stafford when when we were pursuing him. I said, get Matt Stafford Mm -hmm. because – Heineke shows you that a guy who can push the ball down the field makes this offense do a lot more. It makes this offense go. 
but Heineke isn't the answer. I don't think he is. No. But Fitzpatrick is the temporary answer until we find that guy who will push the ball downfield. And I will take Fitzpatrick as a stopgap. I mean, that's what he's done most of his later half of his career is be a stopgap till the future arrives, whoever that future is going to be. And I think that, that he plays that position well, mm-hmm. both as a stopgap and as a quarterback. Right. That will give us a chance to have a 10-win season. And that's mm-hmm. actually what I've been predicting. 10-7, NFC East division title. And we'll see ourselves in the divisional round. Nothing's changed in my opinion. I'm with you, Phil. You know, hopefully, um, you know, we'll, you know, I'm pretty sure Corey will be back on the show at some point. And, you know, I always like to – we always go back and forth and, you know, kind of uh-huh. talk about what we said on previous shows or different shows. We might end up on somebody else's show. And then, you know, things might change. But like, like I said, I think Fitz gives us enough. And look, until we find better, until we find that young guy, this is just what it's going to be. And I'm really intrigued to see if we trade up in the draft next year. Do we go all in on Aaron Rodgers, which is my – I mean, that's who I want, regardless yeah. of the price. Like, if you bring in Aaron Rodgers here without trading any draft capital – you're talking about a Super Bowl contender. I don't care if he's 95 years old. I don't care how old Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers is that's that's a whole nother level of quarterback play that I have never seen in my fandom of being a Washington fan since 1999. So I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers level play. You know, I've seen Kirk Cousins, I've seen Brad Johnson, two quarterback RG3 for one season. Mm-hmm. So for me, being a, a fan that hasn't seen quarterbacks. If I see something that looks okay, like, you know, how you say decent until, you know, the dentures, blah, blah, blah. Look, uh-huh. I'm going to rock with what I have now until I get something better. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be times when he throws the ball and we all are closing our eyes. We all are like, oh, please. Yep. Or it's going to be times when he throws the ball and it's almost intercepted and we're like, whoa. But then there's going to be times when if we're losing, he can make those throws or he can make or Terry beat somebody down the field and he doesn't miss the wide open guy like um, Case Keenum used to do. You know what I'm saying? So let's see what happens Sunday. But okay. moving on to the next topic. He's terrible in the red zone, too, just to let y'all know. He's terrible, and he hasn't started a complete season in, what, six years. Terrible in the red zone. Just okay. you know. Do you think that the team did anything to help the red zone situation this year? Yes. Man, okay. You've got your tight ends there. Tight ends? Wide okay. receiver plays improve? Okay. I would love I I would love to see, you know, some some red zone packages. We take advantage of somebody like Cam Sims' hype. Because mm-hmm. one thing Cam Sims can do is high point a ball. Exactly. And 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 he's six five and he can find a high point on a pass. I would love to see that taken advantage of more. I mean, we didn't have quarterbacks who could really do it last year, mm-hmm. but I mean you have some big guys, big targets, not just a receiver with Cam Sims. But you've also got, you know, your John Bates. You got uh, Logan Thomas. Hell, if Samus Reyes can turn into something, you know, you're at the ten yard line. Dump him down the middle to him at the three and let him barrel over somebody because that's mm-hmm. his that's his running style. He's the most he, for somebody as athletic as he is. He has zero grace. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine with that because dudes with grace tend to not initiate contact well. Mm-hmm. So I think we have red zone targets, and I think that that's going to give us 
and give Fitz a, a chance to be better than he's been. Yeah. Go ahead, Corey. Uh, and this is, and I, I promise you, I, I, I'll drop it. Um, back when people were bamming about Alex Smith back in 2018, about he doesn't push the ball downfield, but they were still winning. Like we were, what, four and two or something, and people were complaining about him not pushing the ball downfield. They're, they're winning. I don't care. If Fitz is throwing two picks and they win and throws one touchdown and we win, you won't hear anything out of me. You won't hear anything out of me. That I, I just want people to be clear on that. Like, while I am not in full agreement with this, but if he goes out here and the bottom product is they win, I'm good. I don't care. I don't care about the logistics. I just care about the final score at the end of the day. I don't care how we got there. It can be bumpy. It can be ugly. Just win. All right. So I'm back on Corey's side now. You know, as long as he said that, I'm good. You know, because yeah. at the end of the day, we all just want to win. We're tired right. of being <laughs> tired. Of, uh, yeah. You know, like losing sucks. Like losing makes us go crazy. Like I don't think mm-hmm. you guys follow me on Twitter during like the Sundays. Look, I will turn a game off. I'll go off on the team. I come back. I turn it off. I just watch Red Zone. And being out here in Nashville, I have to do some special things, which I can't say on air, uh, to watch the games. Um, I got to so, talk to you about that, too. I got to talk to you because you. I, yeah. I need a I need a. I got you. Yeah. I got you, brother. Okay. I got you. <laughs> so, so, you know, man, look, I'm just hoping for a successful season. And let's just hope that the defense holds up. Let's just hope that the defense is really a top three to top five defense like we hope and think that it can be let's hope you know that we don't see injuries now come sunday right there's some matchups there's some special matchups that everybody's talking about and one is um i think it's rashawn slayton versus chase young there's always that you know and then there's the also the uh chase young versus herbert narrative oh we should have drafted herbert Uh, look nobody was talking about herbert until what Tyrod got poked mm-hmm. in the ribs by the doctor. Nobody was saying anything about Herbert. Chargers were happy to have a Herbert to see what they have in him. It was two or two or two of this, two of this, two of that. So I was now, I was a Herbert I was a Herbert guy, but I did not think we should taken him over Chase then, and I mm-hmm. don't think it now. Yeah. But I did think Herbert was the second best quarterback in that class. Who was the first? Um, Burrow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Burrow's like always like the forgotten one because we had no access to him. You know, there was no way possible that you know Cincinnati would have traded down. Uh, to here's get here's the thing that's going to disappoint Chargers fans who mm-hmm. think, oh, we got Rashawn Slater. He's going to dominate Chase Young. I heard. By the <laughs> way, tune in tomorrow. We're going to be with the guys from the Charger Chat podcast. Who I listen to them say that Rashawn Slater is going to hold Chase Young to zero sacks. Mm. Here's Here's the thing that's going to disappoint a lot of these guys. First of all, Sean Slayer's left tackle. Mm-hmm. Chase Young usually lines up over right tackle. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you're thinking there, but Sean Slayer's got to hold back Montez Sweat, Come on. who had more sacks than Chase Young last year. Mm-hmm. Come on. Let me tell you something, and it doesn't matter. Rashawn Slayer's going to be facing guys all day, whether it's Chase or Montez, who can rush the passer. Absolutely. These are both elite-level defensive ends, edge rushers. And this kid has to go out here in his first game and has to be that good? 
that he's going to you know put up a zero burger? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. And your right tackle better be ready because he's been seeing a lot of Chase Young coming at him in many different ways. So they're going to have to throw in all their double and triple teams to get make it happen. And so here, here's the beauty of the whole thing. Teams can't guard us when it's four versus five, right? When we send four, just four versus five, they still can't guard us because you got to double team somebody, right? What happens when, when once we run that five, two, whatever, what happens when we have five people on the line and we're going one-on-one? What does oh their God. offensive line look like? You see what I'm saying? Ionias is forklift in your guard yeah, right yeah. back in Herbert's face. <laughs> yeah. And then Which y'all opens know, it up. <laughs> yeah, and y'all know Balaga, they, they've had some uh, injury issues with him mm-hmm. on that right side. And, yeah, I, I so you know it, it's kind of comical that these people are making this thing. And you think Chase Young has heard this all season? One, he had to live mm-hmm. with him not getting not performing well in that playoff game, right? Right. Then right. people are playing this Rashawn Slater. Then you have uh, people, great media experts uh, that come on at um, six to nine. On certain radio stations, a bald guy who loves to gamble uh, talks about he, he needs to be there on OTAs and he needs to be there for voluntary OTAs. Blah blah blah. Later, this he didn't day. say that. He just he said that would have been a better look if he did. No, he said he needed better. He needs. He said he told me straight up, you don't think he should have been there. I said no because somebody. Um, I said nobody on this team commanded a triple team. Let mm-hmm. that boy do what he's got to do. He was here for mandatories. Right. It, it don't matter. It's voluntary. And I yeah, and I agree. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying because I listen. I listened to that same guy's podcast, and yeah. he was one saying oh, that. Yeah, I listened to him live on his show when he said what he said. So mm-hmm. I, I got, so you know he had time to think about what he said <laughs> on there. But uh, yeah, he pretty much cussed me out today. But it was <laughs> um. But you, you know, I, he's heard all of this. Oh yeah, he's. It's time for him to tee off. And if he does what he did uh, to Isaiah Wynn, good God Almighty! Right. Come on now. And he's had development in a NFL off uh, defense for a year, and had an off season while you have your defense, where you have Brandon Staley, who's a rookie head coach, and mm-hmm. is pretty much scared of throwing his players out there. Because they're because he doesn't want to get his toys dirty and hurt. That is fear, boys. That is not smart. They did not. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, all went out and played significant time in the preseason. What the heck is different than Brandon Staley? Those guys were MVPs. Stay with me now, and I might bless you here in a minute. But like. They, Brandon, like, they, and people are like, well, you know, you don't want them to get hurt. That's what the preseason is, man. Right. That are it, it's two things: it's fear or it's lack of depth. Guess mm-hmm. what? It's both. Mm. It is both with them, and they're going to be in Washington. Got a little bit. Chase Young played significant time in the preseason, boys. Right? Mm-hmm. Come on he's now. Not, he's not above it. He's not above it. He didn't get a. Ain't gonna be no rust on there. Well, come on now. Rust bucket. Yeah, rust bucket, man. <laughs> Brandon Staley is scared. 
Go play this for him, Phil. He's scared. That's exactly yeah, right. what it is. I'm, John, I'm not disagreeing with any new, of this. New offensive system. Where does that make sense at? Right. Joe Lombardi, who got fired in Detroit three games after he, he helped them to a playoff uh, to, to a playoff appearance mm-hmm. in the following season. So we think Joe Lombardi is going to be the next Sean Payton. He's going right. to sit here and he's like, they're going to click just like that. In the, who in the ham sandwich is Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert's going to be a good, a oh, very good quarterback in this league. I'm yeah, not. Gonna, I think so. I think so. But, but you're right that this was. They are setting themselves up for a disaster yeah. mm-hmm. by not doing this. Now, here's the thing: if they come out and put up 45 on us, we all look. You know, we're all could be like, okay, you knew we're what wrong. we did, right. but. Let's be real. When has that ever worked to be so overprotective of your players? It's mm-hmm. never worked in, in, in this league. You see in the playoffs, team wins, a divi- wins their division. They, they get to skip the wild card. They get a bye, and they look flat when they come out mm-hmm. because they sat out the last game of the season. They sat out the divisional the wild card round. Come on now. And then they come out in the wild in the divisional round and look flat. And then you have the you know it leaks for great ball games <laughs> mm-hmm. uh in, in that round. But this is the first week of the season. You've had three weeks to attempt to play games. You haven't done anything. Yeah. Right. You haven't even come out and taken like a, a, a first two drives of a game and then walked off. No. <laughs> and that, it, it, sorry. I I I'm telling you, I am with you on, on this one, Corey. Yeah. They are setting themselves up for Failure. something really bad. Yeah. Now, we need to take advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. We our defense needs to come out and play at double speed for the first half of that game. Just, just play fast. Play really fast, and don't be surprised if Del Rio doesn't start dialing up blitz after blitz after blitz and get real exotic on these guys because. They haven't played game speed against an opposing defense all offseason. Preach. Hey, Phil, hold that thought. So usually when teams blitz, right, what do you do to nullify the blitz? You throw a screen pass, right? Yeah. Austin Eckler did not practice today. Austin Eckler might not play on Sunday, and he is their second most important skill position player outside of Keenan Allen. He is their RB1. He is their wide receiver, too. I don't trust mm-hmm. Mike Williams. I do like that Josh Palmer kid. Um, but Guyton. Jordan Palmer, Jordan Palmer. Yeah, and Guyton, yeah, from, uh, you got Darius Guyton, too. Don't forget yeah, about him. Yeah, 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 Guyton. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they, they, they got some pieces, but I feel like what they do surrounding Austin Eckler, that's a major, major piece to what they do. So, no Austin Eckler. I mean, you got Larry Roundtree and Josh, whatever his name, Justin Jackson. I don't even know these running backs. You know, they're just a whole bunch of guys um, that don't scare me. But that receiving, uh, 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 you know, even Jared Cook is a pretty good tight end. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When it comes to receiving the ball, even though he's old. So there, there are some matchups that I'm looking at, and I'm like, you know what? If we can do this, then we can do that. And if Austin Eckler doesn't play, then we don't have to worry about the screen game as much. We don't have to worry about Austin Eckler. He's like that souped up uh, J.D. McKissick. He can do a lot of different things, including running the ball. So 
if Austin Eckler doesn't play, do you guys think we have more of a chance? Like what? Like what is the game plan? Because these guys haven't played, like you guys have said. I mean, <laughs> look, they sat out all preseason. They said, "Hey, we're gonna bubble wrap our guys," and you know, sometimes it's it's, it's good to do. But sometimes when you do that, it takes you a while to get going. I was on um, the DMV Sports Zones uh, um, live stream, and I told him, Justin Herbert is a good player, but come Sunday, we're coming after that boy. We're coming after that boy, and, and, and it's, it can get ugly. It can get ugly for Chargers fans come Sunday. So yes. what are your keys to the game, Phil? Keys to the game? is you come out with the intention. You spend that entire first half, especially first quarter, mm-hmm. and think of, it like a, think of it like a boxing match. Don't come out to try to feel them out. You come out looking like Hagler and Hearns. You make it a war right from the start, and you just start bombing on people. I know, Corey, I just threw a reference out that's way too old for you. <laughs> but you just come out, you come out swinging. You say to, to hell with playing cautious. Pin your ear, ears back, and you ch- on defense. You're chasing the ball, whether they run it, whether their quarterbacks dropping back, whatever. You're going after guys on right. offense. You know what? Pound them with that run game, and then play action away. Do it. I want to see. I want to see us play with aggression in the play calling, in the physicality, everything. It need you need to be fast and aggressive with everything, you know, because this team's not used to playing game speed against people who will actually hit you. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And then you know what? Lay into those hits a little bit. Put a little into it. Remind them that this is a physical game. They've had an entire offseason to forget that. A training mm-hmm. camp to forget that. Mm-hmm. This is a physical game. We are a team that is built with speed. Use it right. I love it. Both love sides it. of the ball. Yep. I love it, Corey. So I, I I'll give you a couple of um, things I found on J- Justin Herbert. Uh, one in seven when he throws an interception last year, right? Hmm. Um, three and zero oh when he sacked one one time. He was sacked in every game last year. He's three and zero oh if you only get one sack on him. Okay. That number jumps to three and nine. When he sacked two or more times, mm. he was zero and three at one p.m. starts last year. They were four, and they were one and four, in on the East Coast. But they played that week one against Cincinnati, and um, punctured Lung Taylor was the starting quarterback. Um, and, and the last time they've actually won at one p.m. East Coast time is when the father of fertility was their quarterback in Philip Rivers. Uh, so what I'm saying is that. Those aren't trends. Those are habits, right? Okay. That, that's a habit right there. Mm-hmm. So get after it. Make it force him turn force turnovers and get in his face. You really right. need a game like you had in week one last year. And, and it's getting fast, like Phil said, and being physical. Also, it's going to be ball control on the offense. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Fitz throwing 25 times. Okay. Run that run that rock. Pound that rock. Whether everybody gets a cut of whether it's Gibson whether it's Patterson, whether you got to let McKissick run a little bit, mm-hmm. pound that rock. That's what you – and eat up time of possession. Don't give them an opportunity to think that they're in this game. And if you give them an opportunity, take it right away from them. Out-muscle them there because they aren't conditioned to go out and battle you. 
and you look at it, they're they're only like really their real test was the 49ers mm-hmm. when they did walkthroughs with them uh right. for a couple of days. They did joint practices. So and people said, well, they did that. So they really got some hitting that. No, stop that. That's bull crap. <laughs> uh, but uh you know, I, I Stoner from um Ref the district was all on my channel. He said that I'm like, I don't know about that, man. Or it's, <laughs> it's a glorified practice still. So right. it's not there's no physical. It's under control conditions. Exactly. They see yeah. I'm a little different on you this though, because I want to skin up on these guys 14 nothing real quick. I hear yep. you. Yep. I, that's that's why I said I come you. out hard fast, and then you can ball control the rest okay. of the game. That's but fine with me. That's fine with me. Come out. I want to come out. Blazing! I want I, because first of all, we need to put people on notice. This offense is better than it was last year. Mm-hmm. So you come out, get get two scores right off the bat, boom, boom, and then you know what? Mm-hmm. Then you say, "All right, all right, Gibson, you 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 think you're going to be one of the best backs in the league? Show Boy, us, show us, exactly. All right, Jared Patterson, Barry Sanders is excited to watch you play." Go for it. Right. Show us you can do it. Up to you, T-Ho. T-Ho. in the building, man. What's good? More Redskins in the building. Meast, what's good, man? Appreciate all of you guys <laughs> joining in and chatting and, uh, you know, uh, uh, communicating with us, man. We love it. We love yeah. it. We love it. So my keys to the game, obviously, I want points. We know what defense can potentially bring. I want to see points. If we can – Get up to 24 points come Sunday. I like our chances. 24 points, I think, does it. It almost secures the victory. Like, like just like you said, Phil. <laughs> I mean, I want to see us come out there and score in that first quarter. I think that's going to be key. Can the football team score a touchdown in the first quarter? That's going to set the tempo. We don't want to be playing from behind like last year. Oh my gosh. It was like every halftime we're losing. Every single halftime we're losing, and we have that magical second half. We come back. That was stressful. That was stressful for me because I turned the game off every single time. I mean, just being honest, uh, you know, I hate losing. We all hate losing. But I think keys to the game for me, the biggest key is points. We got to get some points on the board. We got to be knocking down our field goals. And we got to, like, attempt more touchdowns or, you know, try to score more touchdowns than we do field goals. Like, sometimes when we get into that red zone and Corey says, hey, Fitz is terrible in the in that red zone, and I hope that, hey, I hope that he steps up come Sunday because, look. But the, Corey didn't say that. The number said that. That's all okay. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, Corey yeah, yeah, did yeah, not yeah. say that. I mean, Corey was the delivery guy. You know, there you go. There you go. The I didn't make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's all facts. It's all facts. It's all facts. But one thing that I do like about Fitzpatrick is that he throws that 50-50 ball, and he loves big receivers. Um, I mean, I've seen what he's done to a guy like Devontae Parker. Who? What did he do last year, like when Tua took over? Like, what? what is he – who was Devontae Parker before meeting Fitz? So there's hope there that uh, maybe he can help elevate some of our wide receivers. Maybe Cam Sims has his best season as a pro. I mean, Dayami Brown, I'm excited about him. Um, Adam Humphreys, there's supposed to be that connection, right, that we haven't seen, (laughs) we didn't see in the preseason. Hopefully that connection gets going in the regular season. But, like, if we're able to move that ball, control the clock, I think Humphreys is going to be a a huge key to that. Um, You know, McKissick, all these short intermediate throws, Logan Thomas, it's going to take a collective effort. Um, I'm not more so worried about the stats or what the score is going to say. I just want points, and I think that 24 points does it. Phil, what is your prediction, your score prediction for this game? 
28-17 WFT gets their right. first win of the season. 28-17. 28-17. I love it. Corey. 24-10. The point the team with the most points wins. I love it. Hey, 24 is my number. <laughs> 24 is my number. I hope we get 24. Um, I'll probably say 24 to 21. I think it'll be a closer game. Um, I'm hoping it's 24-10 so I can relax and have a good Sunday, have a good Monday, have a good victory Monday. I predict the Washington football team to win as well. For the Chargers fans that are going to be watching the replay, I don't know if there's any of you guys in the chat right now, but they are watching. One thing about Chargers fans are that they are loyal. I put up a video about week one and week two, like months ago, and the Chargers fans have been in the comments. They've been in the comments section, so I already know once this is dropped tomorrow morning, they're going to be in the comments section. So, Chargers, you guys are going to eat this ale. Um, Washington football team starts off the year 1-0. and And um, I predict, I could be wrong, I predict five or more sacks on Justin Herbert come Sunday. Woo! Good night. Yes. Look, look, look. I'd have a much closer score prediction because I do respect this Chargers team. No, they're not one really of those teams team. I just straight up disrespect. No, yeah, really I, I respect team. the squad, but if they, but because they didn't do play any snaps in the preseason at all, mm-hmm. I, I just, mm-hmm. I can't buy into you coming out week one and not being flat and right. a little disorganized against a team that has a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. It's just, hey. it's not setting up well for the Chargers this week. Now you know what? Good luck to you the rest of the season, but you're holding us <laughs> hell. Exactly. Hey, don't get here, me wrong. Here. Take that it. defense, that Chargers defense does scare me. They Derwin James and Bosa, they got some guys. They got some guys on that defense. They got some yeah. guys on offense. But the thing is, yeah. they haven't played. We don't even know. Like, do y'all even remember how to play football? So we're going to find that out. Find that and out Derwin on the next James, episode of Dragon definitely. Ball Z. Yeah, Dra- I, look, I, I mean, they still fighting. Freezing Goku still fighting because of. <laughs> but I, I still, I still honestly think I think Goku didn't hit Super Saiyan because uh, the last time um, Derwin James actually played in a football game, the guy hasn't played in almost what two years. He and that like, was a guy. That was yeah. a guy that a lot of us wanted in the draft. I know I wanted him over Payne. And hey, I'm glad. Look, I'm glad how everything turned How's that out. Doing? Right. Look, I look. That's why we are fans, <laughs> you know, and that's why they do the heavy, the heavy lifting. So, yeah, man, I am excited for this game. Phil, tell the people where they can find you on social media, brother. All right, you can find me at that name right there, Philio eighty three. Um, you know, always having good conversation when I'm not embroiled in some random beef someone on Twitter has with me. Um, and you can find my podcast. I shouldn't say it's my podcast. I'm just on it. It's your podcast. You can find it, Washington Football Addicts, myself, the captain of the ship, Rod, Steve, Dev, bring it every week. And, uh, you know, we, we we try to have a little bit different flavor in how we do things. If any of y'all have ever watched Dev, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had Dev on last week. <laughs> Dev, that's my, my man. He's, it's funny because he's the only one of the addicts I've met in person. Right? We all kind of came from different corners of the of the fandom to form our Facebook page, six thousand plus strong. Love it. But uh, yeah. Now Manny was supposed to come out and hang out with us in, in Nashville too, but uh, that didn't happen. Uh oh. 
Yeah. There's an what excuse. happened was, what happened was, <laughs> you know, wife, uh-oh, somebody's in the comments. Uh-oh, it's Dev. Dev's been, been here the whole time. Dev's been here the whole time. So I was supposed to meet up with the guys, but I had to, you know, wife was out of town, so I had to, you know, watch the kids. So I had a legitimate, uh, um, you know. We, know, we just like to give you hell about it, man. Because I know, I know, man. It was like, y'all were just so close. I know. Well, many of us are going to be in Nashville at the same time. I know, man. It's it, Look, I was like, man, out of all the weekends, these guys come here when <laughs> I can't even come out and say hello, man. So, But most definitely, I'm going to try to get to some games. If not this year, definitely next year, have a newborn on the way come November. So I don't know what football games look like this Ooh. year. In terms yeah. of going in person, so because Steve and I are going to this to the Dallas game. Oh, nice in December. Mm. So, look, change some diapers for a month. That newborn's coming in November. Change all the diapers. Do all that. Do whatever right. you can. Build up. Build up that that those good graces. It'd be like, yep, absolutely. I'll see you Monday. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, I said, hey, I'm going to go on a day and I'm going to come back the same day. You know, hey, like ATL, they play ATL. So who knows, man? Maybe yeah. maybe I can get out to that one. Uh, Corey, let the people know where they can find you on social media. Ta-da! <laughs> right here at the bottom. You can find me on YouTube at On The Warpath. You can find me on Twitter at Sanchez405. Um, I don't really get into beefs because that's what's for dinner every day. Uh, no, I just really laugh and um, uh, I, I stay petty with a lot of uh, different uh, people. <laughs> Y'all know I get petty on there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Including hey, me. Hey, I don't Including go me. looking for beef. Beef finds I don't me. Run beef <laughs> You're the butcher. <laughs> I'll tell you. The butcher and the blade right here. That's right. Um, yeah, I love it. Twitter Twitter can be a weird place sometimes, but it can I also be it, a fun man. place. Yeah, it can also be a fun place. Um, I love it, man. Man, so guys, man, it's been a great show. Appreciate Appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, man, I can't wait for this game come Sunday. Washington football team mm-hmm. versus the L.A. Chargers. Chase Young, Montez Sweat. The secondary is improved. The offensive line improved. Uh, quarterback play hopefully improved. Uh, and we're going to find out all these different things come Sunday. Hopefully, you know, we're talking victory Monday come Monday. So, guys, man, appreciate everybody who's in the chat. And I will catch you guys on the next episode and we are out.